This is the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reid and Luke Moulton. This show is lovingly put together for small business owners by small business owners to get practical ideas about attracting more customers more often. So, if you're serious about building your business, strap in for the ride. Now, here's your hosts, Tim and Luke. Lukey, Lukey, Lukey. How are you, my friend? I'm all right, Tim. How are you, mate? Now, mate, um, first of all, I'll tell you how I am in a minute because I'm sitting here in a neck brace and I don't have my usual fervor. Um, but before I do that, welcome back, listeners, to uh, Australia's number one small business marketing podcast, Small Business Big Marketing. I am your host, uh, Timbo Reed, a marketer by trade, Lucas. I show businesses how to be irresistible and Ooh. you do something similar in the online space. I do, Timbo. I've been doing it since, since around about 2000. Oh, so that makes you about eight. <laughs> now, I don't know how that works. Clearly, I'm not thinking. Listeners, expect some ridiculous comments today. Normally, they're stupid comments. But um, now, Luke, um, we should also say we bought to our listeners for our fr- from our friends at Flying Solo, the largest community of micro business owners. Yeah, flyingsolo.com.au. Go there for uh, some wonderful articles and forums around marketing. But now, let, let's just be clear here because this is not a visual medium, but I am sitting here in a neck brace. And I did piss myself laughing when I opened the door. Yeah, you made me feel... Um, oh, sorry about that, Tim. No, no. I, I hope you're feeling better than what you did last week. You made me feel as though... Uh, you made me feel as tall as you are. <laughs> Normally, I'm standing at six foot four. I'm about five foot four at the moment. I have had a um, disc replaced in my neck and uh, with a bit of an implant. And, uh, yeah, interesting. Interesting journey, Luke, mm. for the last uh, week and another three weeks of this neck brace. But um, amazing to think that, you know, literally had the operation on Thursday and was home Friday, having had my spine played with and um, sends a shiver down your spine, actually, doesn't it? does. It does. Um, it's like nails across a blackboard. We might put a little photo in the show notes just to uh, show off this wonderful appendage that I'm wearing around my neck. <laughs> now, um, Lucas, enough of that. Yep. Um, we haven't done a show for a while because of me, mainly, uh, because of this situation, but we have got a ripper show lined up for our listeners today because we're going to cover off a backlog. We're going to start to cover off a backlog of listener questions. True? We are. We're going to cover around about three listener questions that we've had through over the past couple of weeks, Timbo. Some good questions, too. So, I tell you what. Just a reminder yeah. to listeners, if they do want to flip through a question, questions at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. That would be a good thing to do. We would love to hear from you. Uh, write it, record it, send it, yeah. get it to us any way you can. Carry a pigeon. And if we don't have the opportunity to answer it on the, on the show, um, nine times out of ten, either myself or Timbo do end up answering it. Well, like yeah. you, you do. <laughs> um, but the, the questions we've got, uh, we've got a tradesman who's asking us how to increase market share. Um, we've got a fellow, I don't uh, next one's from Craig, who's getting a bit of criticism across the Twitter waves, and he's asking what to do. Um, And we've got another one from Brett from a a paint retailer who isn't sure where to start. He's in a bit of marketing information overload. So we'll come back and answer those questions very shortly. But Lucas, what is on your mind? Now, social media, Timbo. Oh, here we go. (laughs) We've had this discussion before. Here we go. Um, I'm a bit over it. Really? Yeah, a bit over it. This is an ongoing discussion. It is an ongoing discussion. Um, And, I mean, I've been a a fairly, not prolific, but a a Twitter user for a couple of years now. Yep. Um, Around about 2,000 followers. Not that that necessarily means anything to Mm -hmm. Timbo. Mm -hmm. Um, Facebook occasionally uh, and Google Plus 
it's just mm, another one. That, just another one, isn't it? Another one that, that I don't sort of feel like investing my time in. Luke, I think you should lie on the couch. I think you've got some social media anxiety uh, which we need to work through. Yeah. But it, it is interesting because you weren't you didn't necessarily want to raise this. You thought we might have had this conversation a few episodes ago. But my view is, and with an ear to the social media ground at the moment, this is a question that is being asked by more and more people. Mm. So um, I think as a conversation we should continue to have throughout the throughout the, the coming shows because it's not going to go away. The question is not going to go away, and, and social media is not going to go away. If Twitter's not here next year, then it'll be replaced by something, you know. Yeah. Um, and then you know, Google Plus has come in, and you know, Facebook keeps adding things and changing things. It's not going to go away. But um, what, what is it particularly, Luke, that is uh, troubling you? It's, it's probably more Timbo that I probably haven't really had felt that I've had much to say recently. As well, so right. may, maybe I've just been feeling a bit boring myself. A bit down on yourself. Well, not down on myself. Just be, I don't know. I, 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 I suppose I've been focusing on areas of my business that um, focusing on a few projects that really I'm not ready to share with the world. Yep. Uh, yep. And so you've got nothing to say. So I've got nothing to say. Yeah. <laughs> but and here's the thing. This is what people. There's two words that make up the phrase social media, and the first one is social. Right? Yeah. So if you're not into having conversations, then don't expect people to want to have conversations with you. If you're not wanting to start things, enter conversations, contribute to conversations, reply to people, you know, that type of stuff. It, it mm. does. It, it's amazing how even though, you know, you're hiding behind the keyboard, people pick up on that. Mm. And and I think sometimes I know there's a lot of people there thinking, geez, I'm putting all this time into updating Twitter or, you know, uploading videos to YouTube, you know, and sometimes we, we felt that along the podcast journey. Podcast is a social medium. It gives the opportunity for us to share and people to respond. Um, and sometimes we sit there and go, wow, you know, um, hello, is there anyone out there? <laughs> yeah. Come in earth. Yeah. But, you know, we've and we've broken through that and we now know there's a lot of people out there, yeah. um, which is fantastic. So I'm not saying persevere, um, but I, what I can add to that conversation is that since we spoke about Twitter a few episodes ago, I have well, not spoke about it, kind of got a bit sad about it, didn't we? Mm. Um, I've had some wonderful successes on Twitter. Um, one was I've been looking for a writer, a really specific uh, with, a, with a specific set of credentials. Yep. And I wrote a brief, uh, put it up on my website, created a page on my website, tweeted it out there and got some magnificent responses mm. um, and actually found the writer. That is going to that I'll be working with on this client. So, and that was a completely. I didn't put that brief anywhere but Twitter. Wow. Okay, uh, so I got some really, really good responses. So that was to me. Hey, all of a sudden I'm thinking, you know, Twitter's working again. <laughs> the second one was uh, in my hospital bed last Thursday night, and I did not get an, one out, one minute sleep, Lukey. I yeah. had one poor lady screaming the house down in the room next to me. <laughs> And I was, it was my first night in neck brace and uh, just wasn't really in the sleep mode. Feeling pretty sorry for yourself. Correct. So, uh, so I got the iPad out, did a bit of research. And um, I have a wonderful follow on Twitter uh, called The Best Fitness, The Best Fitness. And um, they, I, I was just talking about, you know, this concept of, you know, gee, it'd be good to be get a little bit more ergonomic. And I've had a, I'm just going to the conversation now, actually. Um, 
I, I said I'm now using voice recognition to replace typing. I hope it make more productive and be kinder on my posture. And then I don't know this person's name, but they go under the Twitter name of Zabest Fitness. They also said use a stand-up station and bar stool so you're not hunched over your laptop for hours. Um, they put the hashtag, hashtag desk jockey, <laughs> which I quite like. Um, and then they continued to send me a link to a YouTube video, um, then go and checked out, found a product, a, a stand-up sit-down desk. Wow. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is that all of a sudden, you know, and so I basically for that entire Thursday night just researched stand-up sit-down desks and ergonomic mouses and all as a result of a really, really uh, useful Twitter conversation. So you sometimes, you know, um, yeah, maybe it's just a matter of timing. But um, interesting con- conversation to continue having, I think. Indeed. Lucas, um, were you going to ask me what's on my mind? I was. Very quickly, very, very quickly, um, Masterclass is underway, my online marketing communication Masterclass. Congratulations. And I just love it. And the people on it are loving it. And, you know, we're developing a bit of a community. It's a great group of business owners. We've got vets. We've got uh, got tradies. We have got photographers. We have got a dentist. We have got... um, uh, just a really wide variety of people. Paint specialist. A paint specialist whose question we're about to um, answer. And um, I'm just enjoying the fact that people are really benefiting from the information. And it, I'm reminded that some of the stuff that you and I spend a lot of time getting to understand and, and learning in, in a marketing sense is not wasted because it's news to these people. Um, so far, we've covered how to build a brand, and we did a fantastic session with content writer Kerry Finch mm-hmm. on how to create content. Um, we're about to launch into the characteristics of a successful website and how Google works in the next masterclass, and it's just it's just really really um, refreshing to share sometimes information that you think you know what everyone must know this, but they don't. They're vets, you know, or they're plumbers. Yep. That's what they spend their time doing. So. It's um, a really good quote. Um, I think it's from uh, Made to Stick. Yep. Malcolm Gladwell book. Yeah. Uh, Made to Stick's not, but uh, I know the book. Anyway, it's called The, the Curse of Knowledge. Mm-hmm. Quite often we we start to take for granted what we know and forget how yeah. much that we know. And it's, it's called, uh, yeah, The Curse of Knowledge. The it's Curse of Knowledge. Really interesting that you should mention that. I think it's um, very applicable because quite often you forget. It, it, this is probably also on the lines of, of how I'm feeling with social media. Mm. You know, I've... I, I guess I forget that I know a fair bit about uh, the internet space and online marketing and um, and quite often forget that there are certainly plenty of people out there that, that um, still don't know a whole a whole lot about so oh, I love that I think that's and that's a great reminder too to everyone in business from a marketing perspective um, we forget what we know mm. and we also assume that everyone else knows what we do and we're going to talk actually about that in a minute but yeah, don't assume. Go back to the basics and remind people. Remind yourself, remind others what you do, and um, it'll improve your marketing. The mm. curse of knowledge, Lucas. Yeah. You, Either uh, from the tipping point or made to stick. I can't remember okay. which. Oh, I, I reckon it feels like a made to stick yeah. quote. Uh, both good books, though. Both, both must, must be read. Yep. And, and, Luke, given our last episode, uh, we interviewed or I interviewed Professor of Marketing at Monash University, I think the tone of this show <laughs> needs to raise to those intellectual, those giddy intellectual heights that you've yeah. just introduced. Uh, extraordinary. We had some great feedback with, uh, if you haven't listened, if, if you're a first-time listener, um, go back and have a listen to the previous episode where I had episode the opportunity. 57. 
Yeah, 57, yep. straight off the bat. Sorry. Um, and we ha- I had the opportunity to interview the head of marketing at Monash University, which is Australia's leading marketing department within a university. And uh, he shares with us 10 ways, or in fact, I think we said we shared six at that point, or five ways to actually go and build a brand. And um, there's gold there, Lukey. Mm. I've got a bit of an idea with, for the prof. Yeah. Yeah, I have. I wonder whether in future shows, and I'm sharing this with you on the air, but we could dial the prof and say, you know, when we, when we can't answer something, <laughs> we could say, yeah, what would the prof say? Yeah. Huh? yeah. Do you like Just that? Just come in and do some cameos. You come and do some cameos. <laughs> Just get him on the blower. Nice. Prof, we've got this question or we've got a bit of a marketing conundrum. Yeah. What would you do? He would love it. He would. He would eat it, eat it up. He, do you know he's got an answer for every marketing question in the world? Yeah. Well, he's written that many white papers. He should have. Absolutely, he's written white papers, blue papers, pink papers. <laughs> he, he. I'm going away with him in about uh, two weeks' time. Going down to Wilson's Promontory. Uh, which, Just the two of you? Or? No, no, in a, no, in a that, no. That's it. No, I'm not even going there with our families. <laughs> right. Good. Uh, I might actually take the microphone down and just, um, you know. Yeah. Chew it, chew it over. Sit around the fire and <laughs> come by art and record it for us. Sit around We'd the fire and segment some target audiences. <laughs> yeah. Gee, that'd be fun. Ah, <laughs> uh, Lukey. Terry, nerds. Now, Lukey, one other thing while we're in and sort of an ergonomic um, What else is on your mind? Space. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad you asked. I bought this. Now, once again, not visual, not a visual medium, but this is called a Theracane. And we will put a photo of this in our show notes, Luke. For listeners, you're wondering what I'm holding. How would you describe that, Luke? Can you describe uh, it? It's a green stick. It's about a foot and a half long with a semicircular curve, curve at the top. At the top and a few little knobby bits sticking out of it. That's it. And it's called a theracane, which means therapist's cane, right? Right. Now, I can massage my back by doing that and putting it on the, my back and just pulling, and it massages certain points in my back. Now, the reason I show you this is because of its website, Luke. Right. A, I love it because it's a unique product which you would not see anywhere else, and the only place you can buy it is um, on their website, Theracane. .com.au, but I love the website because it's incredibly simple. It sells one product. You don't get to choose colour. You don't get to choose size. You don't get to choose anything. You buy the Theracane. It comes with a 14-page booklet for one price, right? And I love the fact that they've got the logo up the top and a very quick um, positioning line which says the world's number one deep tissue massager. It has all the things you need to know, the price, the buy now button, how does it work, proven professional advice, so we've got some testimonial action happening, practical solutions, so what it fixes, Mm -hmm. and then how it empowers you to get on with your life with no back pain. So how did you come across this? Uh, I was seeing a Bowen therapist, so sort of like a physio or, you know, one of those practitioners yep. type people, and they said go and buy Theracane. Had no idea what they were talking about. Now, um, uh, this is not this is not a, a segment to talk about the actual product itself. I just loved the simplicity of the offer and the simplicity of the website, and I think there's a lot to be learned from it. So if so you want to... Theracane.com.au, and it's, it's Australian. It is. There is, a, there is also an American version, but I think this person imports them and sells them from their home um, somewhere in Melbourne. So just a really simple... I love simple offers. Whenever I see a simple offer, I get quite excited about it. Really single-minded websites and nice, clean messages. There's a wonderful book called Don't Make Me Think by Steve Krug. Uh, it's really... It's, just, it's all about um, web development and don't... 
Make people second guess. In the spirit of intele- in, in the spirit of intellectuality. <laughs> Indeed. Love it. All right, Lukey. Now we have three listener questions which we are now going to get stuck into. So without further ado, do you want to um, share the first one, which is from Will Jones? Will's a tradie. Specifically, I think Will is a tree lopper of some sort, isn't he? Or a gardener. Uh, yeah, he's an arborist. An arborist. Yep. Okay, what's his question? So, uh, hi guys, a lot of your podca- podcast focuses on the internet and business-to-business marketing. Any chance you guys can tackle how a tradesperson dealing with the public can get more market share? Love your work. Best regards, Will. Good question, Will. Great question, Will. There's a lot of tradies that'll be sitting on the edge of their ute waiting for our answer, Lucas. Uh, I've got a few. Uh, I've got a few too. Uh, all right. You, you, you can start. All right. Well, I, Actually, I think... no, I'll, I'll start. No, no, you gave me, you <laughs> passed gonna, it to me. You're going to steal one. I am going to steal one of yours, uh, but I won't. But I'll go with the first one that came to mind was um, have a visually engaging look. Okay, I don't think enough tradespeople spend time um, getting, or in fact, enough small businesses spend time getting the look of their brand right. Now, this may be very superficial, but here's the thing. The tradesman goes all around various suburbs doing his work. So he has the opportunity to be seen. So when I say get his look right, get it visually engaging, I mean his car, his uniforms, um, even a sandwich board. This is a separate idea, but even a sandwich board out the front. You were going to say that one. Strike off number four. <laughs> Wherever he's working, put a sandwich board out saying, "Hey, I'm changing the lights. At, you know, I'm changing the lights inside, or whatever they may be doing." Um, I think you've actually got Will's website open right now, Luke, and he's playing some bird sounds, which is uh, um, so. You know, I would, and the best example I can think of is in, certainly in my area, they have, there's a plumber, they call themselves the tap doctors, and they have these large, really nice Mercedes vans with a actual three-dimensional tap sitting yeah, on the yeah, roof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, We've seen, seen the same thing done with um, tennis court onto car, with the whole car. That's with it. With mod grass on it. With grass on the side. Yeah. See... To me, that's that's quite a simple idea. It's a courageous idea, um, and it gets it stands out and gets remembered. There's this marketing theory that's consumer behaviour theory that says um, for every purchase decision we'll ever make, we have a list of three brands on our shopping list. Yeah. Um, so you want to be one of those three brands, and um, to do that, one of the ways of doing it is to have a really visually engaging look, so that people take notice. Yep. Um, so that's the first one. I do. What about you, Lou? First one. You've covered, yeah. covered about three. And you've yeah, stolen did, at least did. two of mine. Yeah, I've, I've got to use my words quickly, or they're going to disappear with the way my voice is feeling. Um, all right, I'm going to quickly have a chat about referral marketing, and there's a number of points in this one. Ask people for referrals. I had that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so make sure when, when you've done when you've uh, done done the job, when you've chopped down the tree, or done the yep. garden, or um, ask people. Like, you know, give them a couple of business cards or some flyers and say, if you like my work, please. You know what? I'll go one step further. And the question is, do you know someone else who would benefit from me doing this kind of work at their place? Yes, not an open-ended question. Not an open-ended question. Yeah. And, and ask. I mean, this is some people um, are uncomfortable with this because you might find that, oh, what if they didn't like it? And they say no, but yeah. they will. They'll, they'll say, yeah, yeah, go and ring, you well, know. if you say, do, do you know anyone else who would benefit from my services... If they don't think you do a good job, they'll just say no. If they think you've done a good job, they'll say yes. As a matter of fact, I do. You could go and check out yep. 
Mrs. So-and-so down yep. at number 54. That's exactly right. Um, another one, just on the same train yep. of thought, Timbo, yep. is make sure you've got flies with you and when you go to someone's house, walk up a couple of doors one way, a couple of doors the other yep. way, drop a few in the litter box. I've also seen um, tradies do a couple of things. or Not even tradies, but um, you can get these little fly holders that you can um, actually hang off your uh, windows of your car. Yeah. Okay, so when you're parked in the shopping centre or parked somewhere, anywhere, your car's working extra hard and people can go and grab a fly. The second one, fridge magnet, Lukey, fridge cover, your, cover your car in fridge magnets. <laughs> nice. Hey? nice. Do you like that one? Yeah. I've seen that one uh, a couple of times where the, the side of a car has actually got, you know, a thousand, a thousand little fridge magnets and you, you feel compelled to go up yeah. and peel one off. Going a little bit further, I'd, I'd say if, if you're going to be giving away fridge magnets, make them useful. I saw a, uh, a tie shop uh, mm-hmm. in my area. has got a little fridge magnet. It's like one of those buttons that you used to Do you to mean tie shop as in? As in Thai food. Ah, oh, right. And yep. so it's got, it's got the, uh, the, the, the details of the yeah. shop on the front and mm-hmm. open hours and blah, blah, blah. And on the back there's a bottle opener. Oh, <laughs> clever. 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 Would it cost dollars? A dollar each, I reckon, from well, uh, aliexpress.com. Yep, AliExpress. Nice. Um, now, Lugie, can I have one? Because you seem to kind yeah. of just, you're just going very hard here. Um, I'm, this is my big marketing idea for tradies. Turn up. <laughs> On time? <laughs> there it is. No, no, no. Just, <laughs> just, turn just, just turn up. You know, if you're a couple of hours late, hey, you know, what's a couple of hours between client and vendor? Um, no, no, please turn up. Uh, and, and in actual fact, make it part of your selling promise that, you know, we turn up within half an hour of when we say or 50, or you or you get your first half an hour free. Yeah. Because as a key insight into how people feel about tradespeople, one of the first three things they're going to say is they don't turn up. Yeah. So why not as a tradesperson address that, acknowledge that you understand how the buyer is feeling and you're setting yourself up for a little bit more success. So yeah, that's, the, that's, that's my big idea, Luke. I've got an, an electrician who is always punctual. Yep. Hello to PNS Electrics. Good on them. Uh, and I've continued to use PNS is an unfortunate name. A couple of um, it is. I think a couple of vowels missing and um, talked about that before. Right, have we? I <laughs> yeah, don't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> unfortunate business name. Okay. Particularly when you're answering the phone. <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. That hurts. That hurts. Uh, okay, another one is, uh, and I'm, I know this is an online marketing tip, but uh, do a local AdWords campaign. Oh. Um, so particularly for will for the areas that you're tar- targeting, um, do arborist in Greensboro, yeah, yeah, um, and make sure that you're covering all the all the areas with uh, with a locally targeted AdWords campaign. Mm, that's interesting. That would be that's sort of level two of complication because you can get it wrong and, and do a bit of dough. That's the yeah, only thing. Well, and, and not if you're doing not if you're doing good geographic targeting. Yeah, and you can probably get someone to set this up for you once. A lot of a lot of AdWords um, consultants will um, charge an ongoing fee, but you could get this set up fairly easily once. Um, and haven't uh, Google got an Express version too now? They, they do. Yeah, check out Google Express. Yeah, okay. This is what it's called. Yes, AdWords Express. Sorry. Love it. Yeah. Um, Lukey, be known for something. Be known for something. Still another one. I have, I have, but this is important. You know, like if you're a plumber, then you're the plumber that's known to unblock drains 
faster and better than anyone else. Yep. Or if you're a sparky, are you the sparky that's known for green energy solutions? You know, just be known for something. Now, people are going to say, oh, that, that means people will only come to me if they need their drains unblocked. But it doesn't work that way, generally speaking. Mm. It means that, you, oh, he's so good at that. He must be good at other stuff as well. Um, at least it gives people an opportunity to frame in their mind what it is you do. And when they can frame in their mind what it is your business does, it makes it easier for them to tell other people. Yeah, absolutely. Hey? So be known for something. Have you got one one more, Lucas, before we move on? Um, that's, that was it, Timbo. That's all I got. Yeah, well, there's you a bit there. Half of mine, so. There's a bit there. I'll, I'll, I'll add two more. <laughs> <laughs> Yellow pages. Just joking. <laughs> Just joking. Um, but I'm going to add another one. Be careful if you advertise. And I just mean generally speaking, local paper, yellow pages, the um, community newsletters, whatever it may be. Just be careful. This is more of a money saver. Like I'm, so many tradies just think that advertising is the silver bullet. Um, we've spoken about this in previous episodes where it can also be a bottomless pit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, if you are going to advertise, then all I'm going to say uh, for the sake of brevity right now is have a really crunchy offer that will encourage people to pick the phone up uh, to at least then allow you to engage in conversation with them. I'd go one step further. Oh, to, to you mo- are always... You're pushing me, you know, <laughs> because I'm in a neck brace. You think you can just push it. me around. Yeah. What do you got? Kicking it, no. Um, I, if you're going to be spending a lot of money on advertising, whether it be Yellow Pages or your local paper or, or wherever... I would make sure you go and set up a separate one three hundred number. Oh yeah, twenty five dollars a month. Yep. Um, plus call costs, yep. I believe. Um, and, and that way you can see, you can measure directly how yeah. effective that is. Yeah, that's a good idea. And even and even get a get a good number. Like if you've got a bad number, and if you're just using your mobile number, for example, get a one three hundred number because it makes you look bigger. Yeah, and you, it can be forwarded to any number that you like. It can be forwarded to your mobile, it can be forwarded to your, to your home phone. Will Jones, I hope that answers your question. Hi, Zimbabwe and Luke. Uh, thanks, Luke. The other day my uh, blog was hacked and Luke gave me a couple of uh, good leads on Google+. Plus. had to get hold of Google because I'd stuck AdWords ads all over my blog. And the podcast is going well. Thanks, Tim, for all the encouragement. I've got a quick question. I'm not going to push them on my podcast here because I'm asking you for advice. That's just rude to self-promote when asking for advice. But I'm getting trolled. People are hitting me up on Twitter, putting fraud hashtags and retweeting my work. Um, just I don't know why. I mean, I'm not saying anything inflammatory or anything that's bad in my blog or my podcast. They are just a on the, on the attack for some reason. There's only two of them. Should I ignore them, let them go away, or should I try to correct what they're saying, engage them, or just forget them as being trollish, naughty children? Thanks for all your work, guys. I'm loving every bit of it. Talk to you later. Bye. Thank you very much, Craig Griffiths, for your question. And Craig, Lukey, Craig's got a very good little podcast going called Ask, Find, Buy, which he didn't want to promote. So I've taken it on myself to give a little plug there. Askfindbuy.com. Now, you know what I'd do if I was Craig? What? I would just damn well right ignore them. Yeah, so would I. Don't add fuel to the fire. Um, Well, you could. You could. You could. I mean, you could pick a fight. Yeah. And that'll draw some attention. But I just think in the spirit of, you know, moving to, things forward. So first thing I would I would look at is to actually see how many Twitter followers that followers they have. Yep. Um, 
and if they you've got hardly any or if they're following a lot more people than are following them, yep. I'd suggest it's just spam. You can actually report them to Twitter yep. for being spammers as well. Yep. Um, and then I'd forget that they exist. But, Lucky, I do laugh. Be- just on that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, yeah, exactly. Just on that, while I feel irate about this bit of feedback we got on iTunes just recently, I'll, I'll read it to you. Hang on, hang on to you. Preface this. Yeah, yeah, This yeah. is the only non-five-star review that we've ever had on iTunes. It's very true, Out right? of 100 and... And it broke my heart. Out of... <laughs> About 110, by the way. Go and leave a, go and leave a review on iTunes. Now, listen, um, these, this is what this guy said. His name's Daniel O'Hare, and he left a review saying, these guys have ripped off the format and content from a US podcast and membership site called Internet Business Mastery. They talk a lot of rubbish instead of getting to the point of the segment and teaching something to listeners. Now, that is a review. Now, we couldn't actually respond to that view, review because iTunes doesn't allow you to do that. No, um, they should. And, well, it doesn't, he, he doesn't like what we do. Yeah. You know, move on. You know, when I first read that, it was like, oh, you know, oh, how dare he? How dare he? <laughs> we're entertaining and we do impart knowledge and we're really funny. But, you know, like, no, you know, like, good on him. He's had a crack. Um, I, I had a look uh, and to see that he has actually criticised other podcasts. So he, he's, he's a, he's a criticiser, okay? He finds the bad in things. That's okay. Move on. We had, As you say, there's a lot of other good stuff happening. Um, in fact, another, I got this question not long ago on Twitter from another follower, the, a listener of the podcast. She runs a, um, a an accommodation business uh, in Melbourne, in out of Melbourne, and someone had left a really bad review on TripAdvisor for her, and she was quite upset about it. Didn't know what to do. The whole world was falling down, you know. Ignore it. Move on. Think of all the good things that people have said and all the, you know, all the wins that you've had from a marketing and business point of view. So uh, my advice to Craig is, yeah, like you, is, is to ignore it. Yeah. Um, if you're in the spirit of picking fights, then, you know, pick one and see where it goes. But I don't think it's a good thing and it's probably not within Craig's set of values. Yeah. Look, uh, in this case, particularly where when it's Twitter, um, given the, the transient nature of posts on Twitter, they'll be there and, and for however long and then they'll come be and gone. gone. Yeah. A little bit different with, with rep- reputation management. If yep. it's stuff that's being said perhaps on trip advisor or on those lines yep. where it can... You know, people are actually reading reviews. I, I'd probably be a little bit more combative. Yeah, and what you can do, and what you mean by that is, for example, in fact, Kerry Finch spoke about this uh, in the content part of Masterclass. One of the great things about content is that you create good content, whether it be articles or getting people to leave reviews and um, coming in, those articles come in at the top and push the bad stuff down. So if you've got a bad, you know, like, for example, if you if you were to go to our reviews on iTunes at the moment, that's the second most recent review. Yeah. So we could encourage people to leave reviews. I would never ask people to leave good reviews, but go and leave reviews, hope, hoping that they are going to be good ones and it's going to push the bad stuff down. So, you know... Just on that. Yeah. <laughs> Pause. Smallbusinessbigmarketing.com forward slash iTunes. Oh, Lukey, you are a marketing machine. Thank you very much, Craig, for your question. All right, Asimo, next question is from Brett Morrison. And Brett asks, I've been listening to both Freedom Ocean and Small Business Big Marketing to gain an understanding of how to extend our marketing to these mediums, online marketing mediums, I, I gather Brett's referring to. Problem is now I seem to have too much info and I'm finding it hard to make a decision where to start. 
Brett's question is basically, where, where do I start? Yep. Tim, and right? it's a common question. It is. We get overloaded with so many, so much messaging about what we should be doing and where should we should be doing it. And particularly if you do spend a bit of time online like Brett does, there is... There is so many good quality courses and, and opportunities to learn online these days, both paid and free, that, you know, you can understand. I mean, you and I are the same. I mean, one, one of the things I've been doing the last few days while convalescing is is buying a few uh, products online, information products online, and watching and listening or reading them. Uh, it's been absolutely fantastic. So, you know, my, my view is you can never stop learning. But at some point, you've got to choose who to listen to, yeah. you know? And Brett, clearly, Brett's, Brett's a student um, of my masterclass that's happening at the moment. Um, he listens to Freedom Ocean, which is another podcast um, that I do, which is all about internet marketing. And he's cho- he, oh, clearly, he's got a couple of channels of information there that are happening. But here's what I'd do if I was Brett, because I, I know I, I feel his pain. I've been there, and sometimes I even continue to be there. Where you know, you go, oh, I'll just buy, I'll just buy that one more course, you know, uh, I'll just buy that other book. Yeah. Um, but um, first one is decide who you'll listen to. The next one is play to your strengths. Yeah, and what I mean by that is just, yeah, there is a lot you can do, and there may be an order to it, but don't put the pressure of having to do something in a sequential order. If you think that you know what, I feel really. Um, I feel doing a new website feels right and combining it with a really good YouTube channel feels right, then go and do it, mm-hmm. you know? I've got enough information that I can act on it, um, you know, cost it out so that the downside isn't huge. And one of the great things about the marketing world these days, Lukey, is that the downside of a lot of the marketing opportunities that we talk about, they're not, it's not, there's not big dollars attached to them. You know, there might be time. More often than not. Yeah. More often than not. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, not, not categorical across all the things we talk about. But, you know, that's exciting. So play to your strengths. You know, if, if maybe your strength is, you know what, I'm going to, you know, go off and do an advertising campaign because I feel as though I've surrounded myself with some people that know about advertising, then then do that. But play to your strengths. The third one, if you go and you go, you, you add one. No, no, you, you finish it. While I'm on a roll. There, <laughs> there might not be much left. Um, but then here's the thing. Do something. Yeah. Just do something. Um, I, I think, you know, when we do get that information overload, the first thing it does to our state of mind is to stop us from actually trying anything. Um, and I think in doing something, whatever it may be, actually starts to build momentum in your mind and in your actions that, once, hey, that wasn't so hard, mm. then I'll do another thing and another thing. Yeah. Um, and I think what I'm sensing with Brett is that he... He wants a particular order of proceedings and there might not be one. You know what? Another marketer will say, oh, there is one. You know what? And I'm about to say that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't. But that's just not me. You know, like I'm, you know, if you're going to sit down and do a marketing plan and then tick things off sequentially, then yeah, well, you know, that's the right answer as well. But from my point of view, um, when you are completely like, perplexed as to what to do and what to do next it's like do something yeah i'm from from a i guess i'm from from the total opposite of where you're not like opposite, yeah, yeah from a practical standpoint yep. um as a small business and we know that um that brett's in the in the paint business mm-hmm. um first thing i would be doing is getting a, a decent website set up 
Gee, that's specific. Yeah. I, I, this is this is a, you mentioned that he hasn't set up a website, hasn't jumped into social media. I would be going as a small business person. If you can afford it, I would be going and investing um, investing some dollars with a web development company um, to set up set set you up a decent. Can I, can I start? Is Brett's question specific to online marketing? Our business has not started down the path of having a website and any social media. Okay. So yes, it yeah. is. Oh well, I would agree with if that's the case. Then website is home base. Yep. Get that right. Get your messaging right. Your visual brand right. Your look right. All your content right, and absolutely nail that. Yeah. Yeah. Because that is the that should be the center. Yep. Loosely the center of your online universe. Absolutely. As a small business. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, and then, <clears throat> then ideally everything else feeds into that. Your social media feeds into that. AdWords feeds into that. Uh, even your um, above the line or or traditional marketing activities feed mm-hmm. into your website because people can learn a lot more about you then. And if you decide to go down the path of of YouTube videos, once again, um, you know videos should be pointing back to your website, and your website should be built to convert people into sales or leads. Well, I think that's a good point. And then I take back everything I ever said. No, I don't. <laughs> but I, st- I still say do what you feel comfortable with and play to your strengths. But with the website, if it's then, oh, but then if, if Brett's then going, but then I've got to build this massive website with all these different component parts, well, maybe you stage it. Yeah. And I'm doing this with, a, I'm doing this with a, a client at the moment where we, we're staging it. You know, stage one is to get the fundamental basics of what people would expect on their website right. Okay, uh, and then stage two actually it has a podcast. It has a really good video section, and you know, and then stage three goes even further, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And that way, you kind of know what you're up against. It's not overwhelming. It's all costed out, etc., uh, etc. Et so yeah, and um, that's that's the thing. Quite a lot of um, small business owners get stumped at at. Um, the, Building a website, they feel it's a it's it's a bridge too far, Timbo, or it's, yeah, yeah. it's a big mountain to climb. Yeah. You know, a website can be organic. Yep. You know, you start off with with a home page, about us page, products and service page, contact us, uh, and maybe a resources page, if you want. Yep. What's a resources uh, page? Resources usually so um, points to other. No, resources. you don't want them. They're doors out. That means people can leave your website. Don't do a resources page, Brett. Depends. Depends. There's always exceptions to the rule. Okay. So start with, start with... You're an exception to the rule. Four, start with four pages. Um, and uh, if you don't have the time to do it yourself, and let's be honest, most of us don't, find a professional to help you with it, Timbo. Absolutely. And Brett, being a student of my masterclass, will very soon, I reckon by the time he listens to this have uh, have uh, a bit more knowledge as to how to find that professional yep. and the kind of characteristics we're going to look for in, in a successful website. So, Brett, um, in summary, um, decide who to listen to, um, play to your strengths, um, decide what it is you're going to do and just do it because that'll build that'll build momentum. There's no doubt about it. Um, Lukey, Timbo? I reckon that is well near enough. Uh, I'm about to go and put my feet up, my, my neck down and my feet up. Yep. Um, it's been lovely to see your face again, your shiny, bright face. That, it's been um, nice not seeing your neck. Jeez, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, now, what have we got coming up, Luke? Is there anything we can kind of telegraph to our listeners or will we keep it under the lid? Well, you and I are going to be going to uh, Fast Web Formula we are. in a couple of weeks' time. So oh, we, end of October. End of October. Yeah. About a month's time. Yeah. So we're going to be um, hopefully doing a few exciting interviews there. All right, Lucas. Well, that is another episode of Small Business Big Marketing. 
And I would suggest that listeners go to smallbusinessbigmarketing.com and register for regular updates and little offers that we put out to our very precious yeah. list. And more little tips and tricks, more little free tips and tricks for marketing. Correct. So that would be a good thing to do. Go and register now and send us your questions. We really, really would love to have them. Questions at smallbusinessbigmarketing.com. All right, folks, we will catch you next time. See you later. You've just come that little bit closer to getting your business booming thanks to the Small Business Big Marketing Show with Tim Reed and Luke Moulton. Please keep in mind that the information, opinions and ideas expressed in this show are those of the hosts and interviewees and theirs alone, and they don't necessarily reflect those of their past, current or future employers.